0: Right, and then some on this Friday. We have Halloween out of the way. November is here. Pretty good-looking weekend ahead. And I'm so glad that you've checked in here. Well, if you've never been here before for a Friday, the operating principles are pretty simple. There aren't any. It's you, it's me, it's the phones from week's hottest shows to the day's top stories. Absolutely anything you want to chat about here. Belton Johnson, every Friday at 11 for its eaten time. And today only... Howard Soon, a sommelier winemaker, uh, runs a winery in B.C., is in Saskatchewan for a big fundraising event with a Rotary Club. So after Belton, we're going to chat with Howard on things we should all know in terms of accessibility to wine. What do you like in wine? What should you look for? We'll talk to Howard here later. And then Joe Rolko, Former journalist, Canadian press correspondent, uh, the guy who wrote a book called The Devil's Gap, the 50th anniversary of Canada's first suicide bomber, Kenora, Northern Ontario. And if you're of a certain age, you'll remember this story. Joe Rolko has followed it over his career. He'll be chatting at 12 noon about that. So that's all I know today. Absolutely everything in the meantime, though. Uh, Oh, by the way, first Friday of every month, what happens? StatsCan delivers the news from the month earlier on employment. Now, you're hearing a lot of talk. The Canadian economy is technically slipping now into recession. Three provinces will not be affected. Alberta, Saskatchewan, Newfoundland, Labrador, more prospective than now. But certainly in the here and now, Alberta and Saskatchewan are actually continuing to grow financially. And there's a huge demand here. Uh, for people to come and work. So nationally, you've got the uh, unemployment rate up to 5.7% from 5.5. And one of the things about a recession is unemployment starts to climb. Uh, in Canada, 18,000 net new jobs created last month in an, an economy of 40 million people. 18,000 hardly a measuring issue. Uh, Saskatchewan, our unemployment rate falls from 4.9 to 4.4 percent. Closer you get to 4 percent, you're virtually in this part of the world at full employment. The big number here, though, the labor force, the number of people available to work in one month up 6,000. And in that same one month, employment climbs by 9,000 new jobs in Saskatchewan in a month, 5,200 part-time, but 3,800 are full-time. So in Saskatchewan, those are pretty encouraging numbers as you look back on the October that was. Well, the big story this week, and we're going to get into week's hottest shows in a moment, but the big story was the ultimatum delivered by Premier Mo. Last week, the Prime Minister personally intervened because his Atlantic caucus was very upset. The Cost of home heating oil in the Atlantic, which just came onto to the carbon tax, has everybody very upset. So the prime minister in vote-rich, liberal-friendly Atlantic Canada removes the carbon tax completely on home heating oil. Well, Premier Mo and others say, if you can make, in the winter months, home heating more affordable by not having the carbon tax... Do it here on natural gas. Prime Minister refuses. Saskatchewan says, if we do not get movement, January the 1st, Sask Energy, the natural gas company, will no longer charge you and me the carbon tax, nor will they remit it. All week, that's generated a lot of talk. Uh, Yesterday and other points in the week, experts weighing in. Yesterday, uh, Gerard Kennedy, law prof, saying, okay, it's brinksmanship, it's politics But practically, can a Saskatchewan company, crown-owned or otherwise, simply ignore the law? And he says there would be significant legal sanctions, there would be a demand, there would be penalties charged, there might even be liability against officers and directors. So I wanted to get a take from Saskatchewan's Minister of Justice Bronwyn Eyre on the state of things here. Has the Mo government calculated what Ottawa could conceivably do? We find Ms. Eyre in her home base in Saskatoon this morning. Uh, Minister, thanks so much for taking our call. My pleasure, John. Uh, what is the provincial position? The premier conceded with us on Tuesday. It's probably illegal. What's the story on Sask Energy?
1: Well, uh, our response would be that cooperative federalism means something, John. I mean, the law is the law, but it's also about the fair application of the law, and, you know, experts, you've mentioned some, I mean, there are legal experts, there are environmental experts on all sides of this, and they are acknowledging that carving out exemptions is, is problematic, and as you know, are saying that this really could signal the end of the, of the carbon tax. As soon as it becomes a matter of, of piecemeal application, things start to unravel,
0: The Minister of Natural Resources, uh, John Wilkinson, who's a Saskatchewan expat, calls the Saskatchewan position irresponsible. How does our province respond?
1: Well, I mean, let's go back to the carbon tax decision, and and, and it's important, you know, it's, it's 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 important to look at that. Difficult to speculate. I mean, we don't know what the Supreme Court justices would have said in the carbon tax case had they known that the tax would be applied unevenly. I mean, obviously, we never agreed with the carbon tax; we we challenged it in court. But the focus at the time was very much about getting all provinces eventually on board to conform to a national standard. And clearly, of course, that is now being undermined. And and the Chief Justice said, and I'm quoting, a failure to include one province in the scheme would jeopardize its success in the rest of Canada. What is more, any province's refusal to implement a sufficiently stringent GHG pricing mechanism could undermine GHG pricing everywhere in Canada. And, And, of course, that's ironic, John, because it's the Fed that are opting the Maritimes out. Same effect, though, right? And, and interestingly, in the dissent, former Justice Brown said that if the carbon tax didn't apply to all provinces, that would demonstrate that it doesn't address national concern. And that's the argument, as, as you know, under peace order and good government that the federal government used as its legal trump card in the carbon tax case. So he was saying that if it doesn't apply, if the carbon tax doesn't apply equally, it would encroach directly into exclusive provincial jurisdiction. So I think that the sense is that uneven applicability Puts a major spanner in the works, and, and it and it's just too cute by half, of course, to suggest that it is even because everyone can get a heat pump to replace heating fuel when Saskatchewan, as we know, eighty-five percent reliable or reliant rather on um, natural gas to heat our homes and businesses.
0: Ron Winer, Minister of Justice. So when Wilkinson calls us irresponsible, and he says what this really is, is a positive program to do away with home heating oil, um, what's the Saskatchewan take on that?
1: Well, disingenuous. And again, I mean, I would counter with what another minister said, Minister Gilbo. He was talking about the clean electricity regulations not very long ago, and he said this. How fair would it be for the rest of Canada if we started carving out exceptions for provinces? I mean, talk about asymmetrical federalism. I mean that, that's the same minister who has acknowledged that exclusive provincial jurisdiction is an issue when it comes to imposing um oil and gas caps, for example, and and has basically suggested Pretty explicitly that the feds have to get around that legally. So I guess I would say, is he honoring the law? Is he honoring uh, the Constitution? Um, so who's, who's, really, who's, who's really being disingenuous here? And I would say it, it is very much they.
0: Saskatchewan's Minister of Justice Bronwyn Air. To loop back to Saskatchewan, uh, Sask Energy is a company that sells and distributes natural gas. It is also a government owned or a crown company. Does that change the calculus on what could or should happen if Ottawa went after you?
1: Well, it's interesting. It's technical, but it's interesting. So in terms of the the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act, the the Carbon Tax Act, um, there are two parts. The first part applies um, the carbon tax to sellers and distributors of carbon-based fuel products, so gas, diesel, and and Sask Energy is subject to that part because it sells natural gas to consumers. The second part applies to the the output-based pricing system. It's this regulatory regime for businesses and, and entities that are said under the Act to emit greenhouse gases, with with levies for businesses that exceed those emissions caps. So that's Sask, you know, Sask Power. Under that one. What is interesting, and uh, you know, on the crowns, I mean, there are potentially still outstanding issues around whether the charge on heavy emitters are a tax and that SAF power as an agent of the provincial crown is exempt from them under uh, Section 125 of the Constitution Act 1867. But my point is that there are some some live issues, I think, around. The crowns and where they fit into this. This was partly parked in the carbon tax case. The court of appeal said it was beyond the scope, really, to to look at that taxing of the crowns issue. The Supreme Court said it all falls under national concern. My point is that I think there are some some potential live issues, um, if you like, around around the applicability of all of this. Um, as, as we as we look at this issue, um, you know, in terms of the, of the crowns, I would also say it is interesting. So Manitoba argued in 2021 that the Carbon Tax Act shouldn't have been applied in that province because it hadn't yet been applied in the Maritimes, or at least it was less stringent in the Maritimes. And the federal court rejected that, and they said that the feds had broad discretion. But it is a shame that Manitoba didn't appeal um, because, again, it went directly to that issue. Issue of not applying things evenly across the country. So there are a lot of, of, of live issues on this and, and still some ambiguity. And, and, and I think that's really at the heart of this is the, is the uneven application and, and what that means legally, uh, certainly what it means for families and, and, and people across the country and, and affordability at its root.
0: Ron Wynere, Minister of Justice, last word to you. So Saskatchewan not backing down? Not backing down. Thanks for this. Have a good weekend. Thank you so much, John. You too. Ms. Ayer, joining us in Saskatoon. So there are a few of the Saskatchewan considerations. Uh, Tom, lifelong <laughs> a critic of all things Saskatchewan. I don't like the PST. I'm no longer going to pay it. How far would I get with that? Tom, act in a principled way. Just stop paying that PST and we'll see. Coming up. Other thing about Fridays around here we do, a thing called Heroes and Zeros. We look back at the week for those worthy of praise and credit and those not so much. Next on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. I'm John Gormley. Good to have you here. Happy Friday, the week's ultimate Open session. We go to the phones right after the top of the hour on the stories we've talked about this week, the things on your mind today. Uh, Alberta has been challenging and pushing hard against Ottawa, and it's having some results. The Canada pension plan and would Alberta go it alone like Quebec has for many years? Uh, Federal-Provincial Ministers of Finance are meeting on this. Premier Mo confirming yesterday, Saskatchewan has no plan to exit the Canada pension plan, but will be participating in watching what plays out. We'll talk more about that. But Friday means heroes and zeros. I'm not trying to be your hero. My
1: hero. I think you just became my personal hero.
0: That's zero is too cold for to me. 0 You're a bald-faced liar. Okay, this guy is a real zero. This week's hero you actually heard on this radio program, Moose Jaw cardiologist Jeff Wilkinson. Made the tough decision to take his cardiology practice private and completely outside government Medicare. Frustrated by SaskHealth underfunding... And wanting to charge patients a fair price so they get appropriate procedures, diagnostics, tests, all at once, not having to wait. They get quicker access, like the rest of us. He supports the government running the Medicare program, but says maybe it's time for some private, some coinsurance and some competition. Jeff Wilkinson. You are brave, and you are doing the right thing for your patients, and you're a hero. Today's Zero Dawn Walker does more need to be said. F-S-I-N executive, author, federal liberal candidate, fakes her death and disappearance, pleads not guilty, fights it, claims racism, then flips her plea, pleads out, gets one-year sentence in the community, no restitution for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Paid by taxpayers as police, firefighters, helicopters, all else were investigating this scam she perpetrated. Don Walker, you're a zero. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.